All right, it is our weekly feature, and we so look forward to this uh, each and every Wednesday. It is a soccer night. Welcome to the show. It's Marawa Sports Worldwide. Good to have you on Metro FM, together with Radio 2000, hashtag MSW. And tonight, of course, to take us through the journey as well is Ian Cheeseman. Uh, Ian is a broadcaster, commentator, as well as author, who is well known to Manchester City fans as a passionate fan, as well as a specialist reporter on all things that have to do with uh, Manchester City. He spent, what, more than 20 years at the the BBC as a dedicated Manchester City reporter and was also once the club's official stadium announcer as well as official club commentator. Oh, I think his man sits here around us, man. Ian, good evening. Very good evening to you. Thank you so much for joining us. Uh, your blood is blue. It certainly is, yeah. Forever blue. That's the, uh, the name of my podcast as well these days and my YouTube channel. So, uh, yeah, forever blue. That's me. I wonder what it's going to be like by the end of this evening. But firstly, before we even get to tonight's big game, um, let's look at the FA Cup, uh, Ian, because four coming down to two now, Man City and Watford uh, downing Brighton and Hove Albion as well as Wolverhampton Wanderers respectively uh, to reach the final. Uh, the two sides are going to be contesting the 138th edition of the final uh, when they meet at Wembley on May 18. Is this on the face of things? a scripted Manchester City victory, or can we expect some form of fight back here from Watford? Uh, it all depends, maybe, <laughs> on what happens in the next four league games, because if City have just won the Premier League, uh, then they'll have achieved, arguably, their biggest goal this season, certainly one of their two biggest goals, i.e. the Champions League being the other, and you would put in the order of preferences the FA Cup third in that list, if they've lost the title, if Liverpool have walked away as the uh, champions, I think City will be extra motivated in the FA Cup final and will be uh, determined to do whatever they need to do to win the FA Cup. But if there's to be any chance for Watford in the FA Cup final, I think it would suit them if City won the uh, Premier League this season because then it might just be a little bit of an afterthought a week after winning the title. But it's all about motivation. I mean... You know, the City have got great players. Watford have got some very good players. Um, but when it comes down to winning trophies and the, the crunch games in a season, it's all in the head. I always think it's in the head. Uh, obviously, we saw Wigan Athletic beat City a few years ago because they were in turmoil, turmoil in an FA Cup final. They were about to change managers and, and the whole atmosphere within the club was wrong. City are very different these days. They've got a great manager, they've got a great infrastructure and they've got a winning way. So at the moment, even if they do win the Premier League, certainly then it would be a domestic treble they'd be fighting for. They will be very well motivated and very well organised. But I do think that uh, if Watford are, are going to beat City in that final, it would be better for them if City have already wrapped up the Premier League title so therefore have two trophies in the bank. Yeah, uh, and I'm glad you mentioned the, the treble, though, because at this time last week, Ian, we were chatting to Martin Tyler, and the issue of the quadruple was still on the cards until later on, uh, uh, I think, that evening when it all fell apart for Manchester City. And, and you know, football, it, it can all be about the big dreams. Quadruple can turn into a treble, uh, which then maybe, if it doesn't work out, just turn into... Less than a hat trick, <laughs> you know. <laughs> so, you know, it, it becomes that vicious elimination of numbers, and you could actually end up with absolutely nothing from a potential four trophies. But do you think it's it's within City though, realistically, uh, to get number one, the FA Cup, and and ultimately the the, the treble itself? 
it's definitely possible. I mean, tonight is the night. You, if you talked to Martin last week, and uh, and obviously we know what happened after that with the Tottenham game, hopefully I'm not going to put the jinx on City because if they were to lose at Old Trafford tonight, I genuinely believe that's the title race over. Um, the FA Cup then becomes a consolation prize. I know it might sound awful that to, to people who love the FA Cup, and I'm a traditionalist. I've watched the FA Cup all my life. Um, but I also have enjoyed watching the Carabao Cup or the League Cup as it is without a sponsor's name. Uh, and they've already bagged that one. So they've got one cup competition at Wembley already in the can. Another one potentially the FA Cup final in, th- in three weeks from now. Uh, but let's be honest about it. Everybody in football would rather their team, if they had the option of winning the Premier League or the FA Cup, would go for the, uh, the Premier League. So um, by tonight, you're quite right. If City were to lose, it wouldn't actually decide things. Liverpool then would have to slip themselves, and I don't believe that they will, but it could happen. Um, but I, I believe that um, if City don't win tonight, the title will go to uh, to Liverpool. So by the end of tonight, in just a few short hours from now, the whole agenda for City could be very different. And then I feel it would be a very angry, determined City that would go into that FA Cup final with Watford with extra determination that they can't possibly go away from this season just with the League Cup. Um, so I'd be, if I, as I say, I was a Watford fan, I'd be worried if City lose tonight or, or don't win this Premier League title. Yeah, and I'm glad you mentioned the word traditional and a traditionalist as far as the FA Cup is concerned because uh, when we look at City, I mean, they won their first FA Cup final 115 years ago, uh, which was in 1904 in April. Uh, they were deep in the hunt for that domestic uh, trophy double. You know, obviously ambitious then, contending for both the old-fashioned first division as well as the FA Cup. And and that run back then uh, in the FA Cup had seen them beating the likes of Woolwich, Arsenal, the likes of Sunderland, uh, Middlesbrough, Sheffield Wednesday. And these victories kind of set up the first All-Lancashire uh, Cup final against Bolton Wanderers, uh, which took place at Crystal Palace uh, on that day on the 23rd of April, 1904. You and I, Ian, were nowhere in this I'm, world. I'm... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, I, I, I was at Crystal Palace a couple of weeks ago City played down there and the the vlog that I do on YouTube I, if people want to look up at this um, I actually went to the site of the old Crystal Palace Stadium uh, where Manchester City and Bolton Wanderers played these days it's the National Athletics Stadium at Crystal Palace which is still used for big athletics meets but that's the site where that game happened Billy Meredith scored the winning goal you're quite right 1904 the first major trophy won by any of the so-called big clubs in England. Um, in, in England, the local Lancashire teams, Bury and Blackburn Rovers had won it at that stage. But the clubs that we think of as big now, Manchester United, Liverpool, Arsenal, Tottenham, none of them had ever won the FA Cup at that stage. Um, so that was an historic moment. And that, that athletic stadium, the old Crystal Palace FA Cup venue, is about a mile and a half work from where Sellers Park, Crystal Palaces these days. So it was interesting for me to, to go back to that history. So it's funny you should mention that because I was uh, very oh. lucky to be at a talk given by City's club historian uh, not, not too long before that. He was explaining all about City's history and, and the, the, the anniversary of 125 years since they were, they were formed as Manchester City it was only last week. So, um, so it just fitted in very, very well. And uh, it's interesting that you should bring that up in this chat. 
And it's amazing, though, because that's that's the beauty at times. You know, I always say to people that, you know, some of these chats that are not contrived or rehearsed, or uh, we talk about these things, end up finding themselves spot on uh, where you'd want them to be. And this is one of those ironies that we've just had as far as the radio moment is concerned. But just a quick one before we wrap. Ian, uh, I've been very impressed with Watford. Uh, I looked at their record. They've won 19 games in all competitions this season, uh, which is literally their most as a top-flight club in a single campaign since 1986-87 when they had 23. I mean, there's some individual players. I mean, uh, Troy Deeney, if he's getting a red card one day, he gets a red card, but it's no fault of his because he wears his heart in his sleeve. If he's scoring goals, he's scoring them because that's what he does. He's a leader, he's a captain, he's much loved. Can this translate, though, and, and cause a major upset? I know you've said what you've said about City, but let me zoom in on Watford. Of course it can. Watford are a very good team. Um, they, they Over the last two or three years, they've switched coaches two or three times, that's for sure. Uh, but they seem to have settled now a little bit more. They've established themselves as a Premier League club. They have uh, players, quite rightly, you're pointing out Troy Deeney as a great, great example of the sort of... Um, the combination of skill but also work rate that are put in to clubs like Watford and Bournemouth have got a little bit of that as well. Burnley, although not as successful this season, ally the because they are sort of unsung heroes, if you like, of the, of the Premier League. They don't have the same amount of money to spend. And Watford have got that. They, they, they've managed to channel that in absolutely the right way. And most neutral supporters, let's, let's face it, will want Watford to win that game because that then is the, the fairy tale story. And I can think back to when Elton John went into Watford uh, back in the Graham Taylor days, in the, uh, the old days when Watford won the FA Cup. What a great story it was. Now, I'm a Manchester City fan. I'm a Manchester City journalist. Uh, I'm a Manchester City vlogger, podcaster, and all the rest of it. So therefore, of course, I want Manchester City to win. But if I was watching this game at home on TV and rather than be at the stadium as I will be, and I was a neutral, I'd want Watford to win. And there's no yeah. reason at all that Watford fans can't go into that FA Cup final and truly believe that they can win that game. But I do think the psychology of where City are at that moment, will they be under immense pressure to win a trophy because they've blown the Premier League, or will they be on a massive high because they've just won it? That Whatever that outcome is will have a big significance, no matter how Watford approach it or whatever they do. But... Um, uh, as a City fan, I want City to win, but definitely Watford is a great story. I've been a fan of your work for many years, Ian, and I think uh, for the benefit of those that haven't and they want to get onto your podcast or your posts, uh, can I quickly squeeze that in? Do you want to quickly tell us where we can find it? Simplest thing to do is to follow me on Twitter at Ian Cheeseman because then all the links that have all the things that I do are all on there. But basically, I have a YouTube channel which is called Forever Blue, Ian Cheeseman, search either of those two names. And if you're interested in that Crystal Palace FA Cup venue, go and have a look at that one. But I interview former players. I have a podcast also called Forever Blue. So just search that on whatever platform you follow your podcasts on. And uh, we talk to fans, we talk to ex-players, um, lots of things there to discuss. And, uh, and hopefully you'll, you'll find something you enjoy. Love it, Ian. Thank you so much indeed for joining us here in South Africa on Marawa Sports Worldwide on Metro FM as well as Radio 2000. Absolute pleasure. Good luck for tonight. Thank you very much, Jim. It's my pleasure to join you.
Thank you so much there, Ian Cheeseman, uh, joining us. As I said, you can follow him on social media, on the podcast, and also on Twitter. And now you can catch and watch the Emirates FA Cup live on your cell phone. Catch all the games anytime, anywhere from only 35 Rand at Vodacom Video Play. Go to videoplay.co.za for more info. The future is exciting. Ready, Vodacom.